from Los Angeles, California, it's Felice Navipod with special guest, Mark Hoppus. And now, here's Tony Thaxton. Christmas only comes around once a year. And welcome to Felice Navi Pod. My name is Tony Thaxton. With me, as always, is Rigby. Yes, ma'am. Only 37 days until Christmas. Of course, that depends on when you're listening to this. You can listen to podcasts at any time, so I don't know when you're listening. Maybe it's only one more sleep till Christmas when you're listening to this. If so, off to bed! Well, no, actually, go ahead and listen to all this. Then go to bed. Well, uh, actually, you should probably brush your teeth. So, so all right. So, let me start that up. So, listen to this. Then brush your teeth. Then go to bed. But actually, no. You probably you don't want to sleep in your clothes. So, all right. So, listen to this podcast. Then brush your teeth. Then put on your PJs. Then go to bed. Well, I guess the order doesn't really matter for some of that. You know, put on your PJs, then brush your teeth. All right, so the order, you know, whatever. As long as you listen to this first, then you can brush your teeth, put your PJs, whichever, however you want to do that order. But then you go to bed. Oh, boy. Rigby, stop barking. My guest is here, I guess. Let me go get the door. Mark Hoppus. Hi. Hey. Come on in. Thanks. I have not seen you in quite some time. I know. It's been a long time. Uh, I was living overseas for the past three years, so that might account for some of it. That definitely uh, didn't help. Yeah. What what was the deal on that? We always loved London, and we always, uh, whenever Blink would tour there, we would always go over a few days or a week early and then end up staying for another week on the back end of a tour just so we could hang out, and we decided... Let's just go for a year just to experience it. And our son is young enough that it wasn't a, a big uh, interruption in his life to do that. Yeah. And you ended up, it was longer than a year, though, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, we stayed three. That's the thing. Like, originally, we just uh, thought we'd stay for a year, and then we liked it and stayed for another year and then stayed for another. And even considered just staying there full time. Really? Yeah. And you just you just came back a few months ago, right? Just came back, yeah, at the end of August. Yeah. So just over two months. How's the uh, adjustment been for your your son, especially? I guess it's good. It's been really good. He uh, he started a new school, but everyone's new at that school, and um, uh, he likes being in warm weather. Yeah, and he likes sunshine. And He's but he smart. misses his friends. Right, he, he misses his friends back in London. Yeah, it happens. Yeah, at least uh, yeah, he's still young enough. Because I, I had the misfortune of being the new kid in school. As I was starting high school. Oh, okay. And also right at that same time, Tony Braxton became very popular. Oh. And so that was <laughs> <laughs> So that was cool being the new kid with yeah. the name that sounds just like the popular person. Yeah. I should be looking you in the face, but instead I'm just really staring at all the stuff that's... I wish I could describe to you what this room was like. Imagine if you were a kid and you got to do whatever you like. You inherited $50,000 and somebody told you you have to go to the toy store and buy $50,000 worth of toys. That's what this room is. Yeah. It's a, it's a, and believe it or not, it's been... I was actually talking about this the other day with somebody. I don't even know when the last time I bought something was. Like, all, it's been... A, I've really slowed down. This is all legacy stuff, then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's mostly Muppets and Star Wars. Mostly. Yes. And because of that, uh, usually this ends up just turning into talking about Star Wars for an hour. Oh, which, okay. you know, we could if it that. happens, that's fine. But I'm just <laughs> saying... Um, so what you know? It's been so long. What have what's what's new in your world now? That you're back here now, obviously. Back here now. Um, I moved back and immediately got into a bunch of work before I left. Um, oh, what was that beep? I don't know. What was that beep? You got an alert? Did you get a tweet? No, I don't have. Or you know what? Yeah, I had Facebook open. I oh, someone texted you. Mm-hmm. Um, 
It's been good. I got back and, and got into a bunch of work. I, I wrote a song for a TV show. Um, I did a Can couple. Can you talk about that? What TV yeah. show? Or is that secret right now? Uh, it's secret right now. Uh, well, I'll tell you right now. It's a show called Stalker, but they haven't accepted it. They asked for a song. Okay. And I wrote a song, and it's with them now. And so it's it's on them to decide if they want it or not. It's with them now. Yes. <laughs> that sounds like the song died. Uh and just hoping that Blink gets back in the studio soon and getting life in order. Yeah, I know that feeling well. Yeah. That's, what, that's taken a lot longer than I anticipated. I sang on an all-time low song. I sang on uh, some songs that I wrote for a band in the UK called McBusted. McBusted? McBusted. It's uh, former members of McFly and former members of Busted who are big UK kind of... Busted was more pop like straight up pop act like they didn't even have a drummer and then uh mcfly was way more like a pop punk band yeah and uh one of the members of busted left so their band fell apart and mcfly was i think still working but kind of i don't know just kind of languishing a little bit i guess Mm -hmm. and uh someone had the idea why don't you form a group called mcbusted and so it's two of the three guys from busted and all four members of mcfly and they got together to do some shows and then they just killed it in the uk they did like they sold out multiple nights to o2 in london and everywhere like huge venues um and then they decided well well let's do a record and so i co-wrote a couple songs with them nice yeah it did and uh you started something with our friend chris holmes right? yeah i started a thing with chris holmes uh we started well, we've been working on this for like a year and a half now it's called nothing and nobody and before it was it, it was while I was living in the UK and I'd like write stuff and email it back and forth and then we actually got into a, a good studio out here in Los Angeles right when I got back and we had a uh, a drummer named Sarah Jones come in she actually drums now for Block Party and she drums okay. f- uh, for Hot Chip and she uh, has her own project called uh, Teamwork and Technology and uh, and so we're putting it together but right now. Uh, Chris is is working with a different producer on some of his stuff, and and I'm hopefully about to get into Blink World. So it's an ongoing project that will eventually see the light of day. Yeah. Well, I'd like to thank you for asking me to play drums in it. Yeah, totally. It's but great. we have a drummer. <laughs> well, I, yeah. The, but, well, know, well, well, here's know. the idea. Was the thing the idea the thought was that Sarah's a great drummer, but she also is a singer and she also plays keyboards and she can get down on. I do all that on the podcast. But you Mark. have a male voice. I can sing pretty high. <laughs> Would you like some examples? <laughs> All right, fair enough. I get it. It's You're a, a good drummer. You know what? I, I, it's the tenth anniversary of Commit This to Memory. Uh, next year is yeah, coming up. People are already talking about it. I know that. Yeah, aren't, yeah they just announced a tour. They just announced yeah. a tour and everything like that. And I, for some reason, no, it just came on on my shuffle. Uh-huh. And you record good drums. You write good drum parts. Thank you, sir. I appreciate that. No, it's been it's it's been weird since since leaving. Uh, a lot of people. I didn't know how it was going to go as far as uh, reaction, and people have been reaction to you, reaction to the band, uh, to me. Okay, and people have been very supportive mm-hmm. and said very very nice things, and uh, so that's been. I didn't know if I was going to get a lot of shit right. about it, and uh, but no, everybody everybody seems to get it. Or at right, least they're being nice about it. Yeah. You're also the drummer. I know. So who cares? Really? <laughs> <laughs> and how is it with you? And uh, who's playing drums with them now? Uh, Claudio. Is it still Claudio? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I have. Is uh, it weird between you guys? No, not at all. Okay. No, we're totally fine. Um, yeah. Uh, then I have not actually seen them. I mean, I've I've seen them in Hangout, right? But I have not seen a show. Okay. Uh, I might I might go to when they're out here for that tour. Yeah? Yeah. I'll probably go, at least go to hang out, so I'll probably see the shit. But they're playing in Anaheim. It's so far away. I know, but you know what? You know where I like to go? Disneyland? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Let's go. Yeah? Yeah, let's go. I'll I- go with you, and uh, I'll go on, and I'll do uh, the verse in Hangman. Nice. I used to take that over when you weren't around. You did, really? Yeah. Oh, did man. you not know that? I didn't know that. Yeah. When uh, so, <laughs> I like I said, when so, you were ev- so, so every yeah every show except for the one at the uh, Henry Fonda Theater that I came out and did it yeah like there was a handful of times it happened yeah but uh, yeah that actually came up on here a few weeks ago I had uh, John Ross Bowie on his actor comedian mm-hmm. and uh, he said he was at that show oh really about you coming out yeah I remember I went to that show and 
uh, OK Go had just left the stage. And I'm like, did they just do like a rehearsed ballet <laughs> dance thing as they left the stage? And, and you guys are like, yeah, they're, yeah, they're really cool. and They're really good. You should check them out. And then like, you know, whatever, six months later, they did the video that. Yeah, the, the treadmill video, yeah. which they had already shot and they had showed us on that tour. Oh, really? And they were like, "We we did this, but we don't we don't know what we're gonna do with it." And because like this is still, I guess maybe YouTube was around, but it was like very early YouTube days, so it wasn't yeah. like like the internet is now with videos. And now, I mean, I just saw the video that they released like two yeah, weeks ago, or whatever, awesome. with drones and yeah. dancing people and weird scooters and yeah. They That's shot insane. It in Japan. Yeah, they went for like ten days to shoot that one video in Japan. It's insane, and like they fucked up. They set the bar so high from day <laughs> one that, that like they they have to do way out shit now. But they keep doing it. Though. I know. That's the th- and like, it's always great. I know. I keep waiting. I was like, all right, someday there's got to be a swing and a miss. And yeah. it hasn't really happened. No, yet. not for them. Yeah, I don't know how they do it. Because that's... How did you feel about videos? Do you like making videos? I loved making videos when we made them. Um, I loved, like... I don't know. I, I, I like trying to be clever in our videos. I like trying to do something different. I like, you know... There was a lot of... We got a lot of treatments from a lot of different people. Uh, I mean, this is back in the day when people cared about music videos and it was a it was a viable form of like uh not only expressing your song but also of marketing your song or introducing your band to to people yeah um and saying through your music videos what your band was about or who you were as a as a person or whatever and uh and now it's not like that so much anymore no unless you're okay go i think unless you're okay go yeah seriously like you don't hear anything about video i don't watch videos i don't watch it's okay go yeah yeah occasionally something will come up like um I don't know. I guess I don't really watch music videos anymore. But there's, like, you have to search it out. Before it was like, okay, uh, you could watch 120 minutes on MTV, and there would be two hours of the genre of music that I like to listen to. Yeah. You know, there was punk rock bands, and there was goth bands, and there were whatever. And there's not really a source like that so no. much anymore. Like, you have to search it out. Yeah, it's like super easy to search out, but at the same time, way too much work. Yeah, like there's I, a lot of garbage out there. Yeah, and, and it's just like, you know, the way that the music industry, like the, just the lack of funds for anything. Yeah. You know, it's hard enough to get a, a budget approved to record an album. Yeah. And then it used to be like, you know, money was no problem to record an album or, you know, people would spend millions and millions of dollars on music videos and think not think, not think twice about it. Uh, and now I think, what, music videos are like 50 grand? Yeah, if you're lucky, I think. Yeah, I mean, I think that I think some of the earlier videos people were paying fifty grand on catering. You know, right? Yeah, it is a weird. I hear it's even getting that way with TV now too. Really? Yeah, it's just it's the budgets are not there like hmm. they were. What are you gonna do? Go back in time and convince people that it's worth paying people for their talent. Do you have the ability to do that? I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't. Well, I asked what you are going to do. Oh, me? So, nothing. No. <laughs> Please. Well, so you you misspoke. <laughs> yes. I just made a liar of you in front of the world because the world listens to this. Is there anything you'd like to say to? I do not possess the ability to time travel. I misspoke when I said that. When you asked what I was going to do, I thought it was more of a hypothetical. What would what oh, no. would I do given this is serious? Given the, the infinity of the universe. Yeah. You sound now, like- I'm, I'm going to do nothing. All right. I'm glad you uh, came clean. I'm gonna, you know, what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna keep paying for my music. I'm gonna keep buying my my music. Yeah, yeah. Do you do you still buy physical? I don't buy physical, and I haven't in a long time. Yeah, I hung on. I even I hung on to CDs for quite a while. Yeah, but it's been. I noticed I you have a gigantic uh, rack full of actual DVDs out there, mm, which is another, pretty impressive. There's two actually. There's really? another one in, in the other room. You. Yeah, yeah. I, I you know I like I like not having stuff. Yeah. I like not owning objects. Yeah, me too. I know. You're... <laughs> you have a what, you have a Swedish chef like a like a diorama there. It's a long kitchen. Yeah, it's yeah. cool. Mm-hmm. You have several of those. There's several different scenes. There's a beaker and what's the scientist's name? Uh, Doctor Bunsen Honeydew. Okay, and mm-hmm. then you have the band, mm-hmm. the Electric Mayhem, Doctor Teeth and the Electric Mayhem. Okay, uh, is there those three? Uh, well, there's the backstage. Uh, oh, the that's show great! Yeah, yeah, that's fantastic. Who made those? Uh, it was a company called Palisades, and I believe they no longer exist. Really? I How much did those go in. for? 
the sets. Yeah. Uh, I think they were like, like thirty to fifty bucks or something. Okay. Like now, that. do you have all of the boxes for these somewhere stored away safely? Those, no. like all the toys in here. A lot of the the more like limited vinyl stuff, uh-huh. yes. But like the things like the Muppet toys and like some of the like old old stuff. So you're not too precious that. about like mint in box. Like you take things out of the box. It d- it just depends. Okay. Like the 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 Muppet toys, I was I just was like these just look cool out. Yeah. So I didn't care. And is this like an investment for you? Do you think that at some point you will like these will fund your retirement? I don't I don't know if I'd go that far, but. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. That's why. That's why I have kept the boxes for the more limited stuff, like, right. just in case I need to go down that road someday. Maybe. What's the weird crow buzzard guy's name for the Muppets? Sam. Sam the Eagle. Sam the Eagle. Okay. Mm-hmm. He talks like this. Yeah. Yes. Didn't know I was is... going to break out impressions, huh? <laughs> <laughs> this is great. Yeah. Um. So you said you you might be getting back into Blink World soon. Mm-hmm. What's go, what's going on? Are you guys going to do a new record? We are. Uh, it keeps getting pushed back forever and ever. And we were going to start in December, and now I think we're starting in early January. Is the talk, but it seems to just keep. It seems to be one of those things that is, as close as it gets, it gets pushed further back. Yeah, I just want to play in Blink. <laughs> I like it. I like I like my job. I like my band. Yeah. Are there? Uh... You're a guy that I was. I was thinking about this earlier because there's definitely like things. It, you know, I got to do so many things I never imagined I would have got to do through touring mm-hmm. and playing in the band. So many things that you know, just got to scratch off a list that I, first of all, didn't even think I would get to make that list, but got right. to scratch so many. Is there any like big thing left for you for as long as you've been doing it that you're like that's one thing we still haven't done that I would really like to do? Not really. I mean. I mean, we've been very fortunate in yeah. all that we've gotten to do. I mean, I've literally been to every continent on the planet. Yeah, didn't play in Antarctica. <laughs> Wish we could have played in Antarctica. That'd have been cool. But um, but we've been very fortunate. We've gotten to play the world's best venues and yeah. meet awesome artists and musicians and everything that all the stuff that you would hope that you get to do being in a band. Knockwood, we've gotten to do. I don't think it. Yeah. And and never expected to. Hmm. Um, you know, we started off in a garage in San Diego and, and now like we headlined Madison Square Garden and then we headlined the Reading Festival in England with 90,000 people or whatever it was. Yeah. Um, it's cool. It's all gravy. Everything past selling out Soma in like 1997 right. yeah, has been gravy. I, that, was, that was kind of the, the attitude I had is like when we got to that point where we could survive playing music, it was yeah. like every, yeah, everything after that is, is, is cool. But then I pretty much had a breakdown and had to go. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. What did, what did, what what made you want to not tour? Just not be on tour? Uh, yeah, kind of. It was it was just getting to that point where, yeah, I was I was finding myself just enjoying it less and less. Mm-hmm. And I mean, there were still things that I liked about it, but I was just finding myself wanting to be home more than I had ever had that feeling in the past. Yeah, you know. Especially like early days of touring, you know, like you uh, you come, you go out, and then when you get home, you kind of don't know what to do with yourself, and you yeah. kind of just get anxious to go back out. Mm-hmm. And those feelings kind of started going away. I got it. And uh, it was more like kind of started dreading going out instead of looking forward to it. Yeah. And it just, I don't know, it just got a lot more difficult. And I'll, I'll say it. It's, I've talked about it before. I like was really kind of starting to deal with a lot of depression stuff mm-hmm. and it was just getting hard tour is a bad place to deal with depression because yeah. it's really easy to fall down a hole on tour mm-hmm. real easy and yeah. i think i was i was bad about uh sometimes doing anything about it like because i could just kind of hide on the bus right and not have to go out and do things and just sort of i didn't want to be around anyone then I'd crawl in the bunk and yeah. just sort of do nothing and i got bad about that yeah that didn't help yeah well and you did the right thing for sure yeah no i definitely i definitely know that i did what i needed to do but it's just uh you know it's been a process figuring out what's next mm-hmm. a bit but we're getting there mm-hmm. i now have you know i made the natural move of touring to a year-round christmas podcast with my dog 
So. Your dog is the raddest looking dog, by the way. <laughs> I'm sure that everyone's listening to seen photos of oh, yeah. your weird looking dog. She's uh, she's she's popular. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Where'd you get her? We got her. Actually, you said uh, you were. I got her in Van Nuys. You okay. Just in Van Nuys. I was just in Van Nuys. Yeah. With the uh, East Valley Animal Shelter. I okay. It's called. Was she a puppy? She was about six months old, five okay. or six months when we got her. It was the first day she became available. Oh. And uh, we went and we were going to play with several dogs, mm-hmm. played with her first. She fell asleep on my lap and we said, all right, we don't need to see the other dogs. Take them away. Yeah. <laughs> so she won it over very quickly. That's great. Yes. Um, well, let's, uh, let's get into the serious stuff. Okay. Let's, let's talk a little Christmas here. All right. Um, so you grew up in San Diego. I grew up in the middle of the desert in okay. California. Not San Diego, though. Oh, okay. I moved to San Diego in 92. Uh, I grew up in a small town in the middle of the desert uh, that is uh, simply there because it has a Navy air base there. And there are scientists and top pilots that live in this small town in the middle of nowhere. And they, they used to uh, develop and test weapons. Okay. Out there. And my dad is literally a rocket scientist and he uh he worked there. He designed a lot of the a lot of the stuff. I love that your your dad was a rocket scientist and then I just like immediately think of like flashbacks to seeing you guys playing on TV when you just having like booger and fart written on your hands <laughs> yes. or something. Like yeah. That. You know what's cool though is like my dad has always been even when I wanted to like drop out of college and and be in a band full time, the, the, that awkward thing where it's like that we were nowhere close to supporting ourselves playing, uh-huh. but we were we were getting enough momentum that I was not able to tour as much as the band could and wanted to tour and stay in college. My dad and I said, "I'm dropping out," and he was like, "You know." If that's what you want to do, that's cool. But uh-huh. you know, you can always go back to college. And he has—he's always been pretty supportive, and he's really stoked now. He likes coming out to the shows and coming on tour and stuff. Yeah, that. Yeah, I was very same kind of same boat. My parents are like extremely supportive, and I was—that was actually the thing I was dreading the most when I quit was telling them. Oh, really? Was, yeah, because they love coming to the shows, and like I can't tell you how many times my dad said how much he loved coming, and so that right. was—it was hard to tell them. Yeah, how'd they take it? Uh, I mean, you know, at the end of the day, they're supporting me. Mm-hmm. So, um, they, they understood, they could hear it in my voice, how yeah. badly I needed to be done. So, you know, they get it, but I'm, I'm sure they miss it. Surely. But yeah. Um, so, so sorry, you're talking about Christmas. <laughs> sort of. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you grew up out there and, uh, what was, I mean, I, I always say this and then I'm like, well, it was a big deal for everyone when they're a kid. Christmas, big deal as a kid. I'm yes. sure. Uh, and you you lived there till till I was twenty one. Okay, so yeah, you grew up there. Yeah. Um, what was do you have like a, a Christmas from that time that uh, stands out? Or anything? Uh, well, every Christmas we went to when I was growing up, we went to my grandmother's house who lived in Riverside. It was my mom's mom, and we would stay Christmas Eve at her house, and we'd wake up Christmas morning and um, and open presents. And I remember the year that I got the Atari 2600 was the best fucking Christmas that <laughs> anybody's ever had. And I'm sorry that you will never, everybody that's listening to this will never know the joy of the Atari 2600 on that Christmas. <laughs> when they make Christmas movies, they're striving to get to the point, the, to the joy <laughs> that I felt that Christmas morning. That was the Nintendo, getting the Nintendo on Christmas was that way for yeah, me. Yeah, cool. So I, I understand, at least kind of, yeah. Well, what was the... Did you have games that you got with it? Also yeah, I got, uh, I, like... got, I got Breakout, and I got... Um, wait, no, I didn't get Breakout yet, because you had to have the Just different... Con- you in another line. You had to have the different controllers for those. You had to have the, the, um, the, the knob controllers. Oh, I don't think I ever even had that. Yeah, but I got Space Invaders, which is really all that I wanted. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, so what, is, is Christmas like a, a, a big deal to you these days? Or you... It is, but it is, but I, I hate how early Christmas comes now. Yeah. I hate that the day after Halloween, people start like with their Christmas commercials and mm-hmm. like all the malls here are decorated for Christmas now and all that stuff. And yeah. trees are going up. And I mean, people in our neighborhood already have Christmas lights up. Really? Yeah. Uh, how do you feel about year round Christmas podcasts? 
Um, I think it's a. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. What, is it always about Christmas? Uh, loosely. Okay. There, there's definitely times that it barely gets talked about. It's yeah. just a. It's here's the thing. I've said this before. Basically. I had a lot of free time on my hand, mm-hmm. at, on on both hands, not just one <laughs> hand. And uh, and then I one day was like, oh, I like Christmas a lot. That might be a fun thing. And then I thought of the name Felice Navipod, mm-hmm. and I was like, well, it's a clever, no, it's a clever, uh, clever title. <laughs> there was no going back at that point. I was like, right. well, all right, I thought of the name, so there's the there's the gimmick. So it's yeah. a good gimmick. There's worse. Yeah, like what? Uh, what's a worse <laughs> gimmick than than year round Christmas? Um, I, you know, I just started listening to podcasts again, um, especially that one serial that you and I talked about, which yes. is great. Um, just the new one today. Yeah, I know. I I wasn't caught. I started listening on Monday, and so now I'm I'm caught up. Yeah, totally. Kind of bummed. Um, it's weird because like you don't know what half the podcasts are about. Like they just have some weird name. Yeah, and like it doesn't really say what it's about. And I don't want to invest downloading an hour of something. Yeah, I, 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 I mostly have been listening to podcasts lately. I've been listening to a very small amount of music. I'm in a weird... What, weird... Uh, what type of podcast do you like to listen to? Mostly comedy podcasts. Okay. Um, but, Who does a good uh, comedy podcast? Uh, my two favorites are probably Never Not Funny with Jimmy Pardo, okay. who's just on the show, uh, and... Doug Benson's uh, Doug Loves Movies. Mm-hmm. Those are probably my top two. Okay. Yeah. And do they are they telling jokes the whole time, or are they just t- discussions about comedy? Or uh, well, neither. Doug Loves Movies. He does it live at UCB, okay. and he usually has about like three guests mm-hmm. on with him, and they just kind of they do. It's 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 like. Is there an audience in the house? Yes. Okay. And it, it's it's the movies are the are. Uh, the Christmas of this show, okay, where it's it's that's the theme, but they get off topic a lot and just kind of go with whatever happens. But, okay, and then they play they play like movie trivia kind of games at the end oh, of it cool. and stuff. It's fun, mm-hmm. and uh, and then never not funny is I think Jimmy Pardo is kind of one of if not the funniest dude out there, and I just he's one of those people I can just listen to talk to anybody, mm-hmm. and he's just super quick and just he kills me. Do you stand and, up? Yes. Okay. And uh, he and he does he does uh, warm up at Conan. If you have done Conan any time in the last few years, he's the guy that like talks before they do the show. We did Conan, but I didn't watch the warm up guy. Uh, okay, he's I was great. in the dressing room. Um, he uh, he's he's a guy, he's kind of like Don Rickles esque in a way. Okay, where he's he doesn't do. Did you jokes. go and see Rickles when he was in Las Vegas a few weeks I ago? Did not oh. you. I had a show in Vegas the same night that he had a show, mm. so I didn't see him. Did that did that affect your crowd? <laughs> it did not. I, it right? didn't. No, but it, but I was on the flight over to Las Vegas. Uh, I was in the um, in the plane with the John Stamos and the, the dad from Full House. What's his name? Bobby Sags. That's the one. Yes, they were on our flight. Nice together. Together, they were uh, traveling yeah, together. They are like best friends. I think really, or at least very close. Yeah. yeah. Weird. Is uh yeah I that was always uh, flying in and out of not even just L A necessarily I had lots of if you had lots of good flight sightings over the years the best that's a pretty good one the best the best thing that I've ever seen on an airplane that was just so weird was we were actually it was a long flight I think it was like I think it was L A to New York so it, it was a longer flight but not crazy overseas flight and there was an older woman who looked like she worked at a library mm-hmm. i mean she had like the long skirt on she had a, a like a button-down shirt with a cardigan sweater over it and her old graying hair like tied back in a bow and she had a, like the glasses on and just the demeanor of a flying of a woman flying and she's a librarian and we were actually sitting my family and i were she's sitting a librarian library that's yeah. awesome um she was in the last row of first class and we were in the first row of business class because we weren't flying first class on that flight. Sometimes I fly business class. Get off my ass. Uh, and she kept – she was on an iPad and she was like flipping back and forth and flipping back and forth. And she'd like go back to um, the home screen and then she'd open up a new book. And, and she was just really 
erratic in the way that she was reading this book. I just it just kind of caught out of the corner of my eye, and and I kind of looked over to see what it, what she was reading, and it was all hardcore porn. <laughs> it was nothing but the most hardcore porn. I mean, graphic, graphic, like, written, written. Yes. Okay. So it was like a story. Okay. And it was, this was way before like Fifty Shades of Grey or anything like that. Right. And I haven't read Fifty Shades of Grey, so I don't know if it's as graphic and detailed as what she was reading. <laughs> but she was just this old lady. She was just like this kind, like you would think like, oh, look at her. She's probably reading about <laughs> knitting or, or something like that. And she's reading hardcore porn. <laughs> That's awesome. That is not where I was expecting that no, to go. No, not even me neither. <laughs> I, actually, I actually had to ch- – Told my wife, like, switch seats with me and look at what this lady's reading. <laughs> I once had a flight where I was, uh, there was me, and then middle seat was empty. And then I thought, like, I was like, oh, I think I got this whole row to myself. And then at the last minute, the flight attendant comes back with a, like, seven or eight year old kid. Mm-hmm. And, so he was flying alone. Right. So she's walking him to his seat and telling him how to do everything. So he sits at the window seat. And it's fine. I like kids. I'm fine with, you know, if he needed something to help him and everything. But uh, he he was very chatty. And <laughs> after a while, like, I was like, all right, I'm going to put headphones in and mm-hmm. I'll be good. And then he that, that just meant nothing to him. He was, like, constantly tapping me and, like, asking me stuff. And then uh, started breaking out jokes. <laughs> what was his best joke? This is my favorite one because he then was trying to tell them to the flight attendant when they came by, and uh, she came over and he's like, "Want to hear my best joke?" And she's like, "Sure." And he says, "Knock knock." She says, "Who's there?" And he says, "I knew it." And she said, "I knew it." Who? He says, "I knew it. You were funny." Jeez. <laughs> And that was basically the reaction she gave. She just, I think you, you gave more of a reaction, but wow. she just stared at him. and was like, I, I, huh? That sucks. <laughs> yeah. Someone's got to put that kid on, get that kid on a, on the right course. <laughs> Someone needs to talk to his parents. Yeah. I, that's the only one I can remember, but I, there were, there were a few others I got. Yeah. That sucks. <laughs> That makes for a long flight. Yeah. And I think it was like a cross-country thing, too. Oh. It was, yeah. Awful. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, you hate you hate how early Christmas is now. Yeah. But you, you've got a kid now and everything. So, I, I assume, you know, it probably brings some of the, the fun back into Christmas. Oh, definitely. And, and you know what? Christmas in London is makes it like an actual Christmas. Like, when you have Christmas in London, you feel like... It's really Christmas. Yeah, I like, don't think like I've London been over seems there like the home of Christmas. Of really? Yeah, I mean, like there's it's so cold and like some there was snow on the ground sometimes and there's like you know you're in jolly old England and it's just <laughs> rad. Christmas in Los Angeles feels kind of fake because like we go swimming. Yeah, <laughs> I'm okay with that though. I I do not miss the cold weather. Well, you grew I've up in cold weather. Times. Yeah, yeah. I came here to get away from it, so I'm fine with. It does feel a little weird not having snow sometimes, but it's just a visual thing. Like, I don't want what goes with it. Right. Yeah. And snow only looks good for about half a day. Like, mm-hmm. half a day after it snows, it looks terrible. Yep. It piles of black snow on the yeah. side of the road that, yeah, that are there till June because it takes forever to melt once they're that piled sucks. up so high. Yeah. But, uh, but now you're back. And uh, you're back to the warm. You're back to swimming on Christmas. Yes. But the one thing that I did while I was in the UK that I really loved was uh, we we actually bought a country house uh-huh. in the UK and we have like twenty five acres of land and and we kept chickens which was great and then I kept bees which I really liked a lot and you kept bees I kept bees yeah and I mean like I had the whole suit and, yeah. and I really got into it and I, the science of it is just fucking fascinating um, and I really enjoyed doing that and I can't do that here in LA they the laws in, where I live like you can't keep chickens and you can't keep bees. There's laws against beekeeping? There's laws against beekeeping. I did not know that. At, I don't, at I residence. I don't know anything about beekeeping. The science of it is just insane. We got a harvest of honey this summer from our bees just just in a few weeks. Uh-huh. Um, and we figured out that the amount of miles flown for the amount of honey that we've got, that we uh, extracted from our honeycomb, 
was like something like 150 million miles. It was the equivalent of going to the moon and back five times. That's how much the bees have to fly to make the honey. That's crazy. Well, uh, I feel like I have a million questions, yet no questions. <laughs> okay, here. I'll tell you this. A, a honeybee, a, a, worker, a worker bee, it can work its entire life, which is about six weeks. Uh, that, and, that was actually something I was hope, wondering. And hope to make enough, like a tenth of a teaspoon of honey. Its entire life. A tenth of a teaspoon. So uh-huh. if you think about... How much honey, like you have in a jar, or how much honey, like whatever. That is a lot of work for bees. Yeah. So how does how does one get into beekeeping? I I don't know where it came from, where the want came from, but all of a sudden one day I woke up and I'm like, I want to keep bees. And so I started reading books. I watched a bunch of uh, YouTube videos. There's all uh-huh. kinds of YouTube videos. People like trying to teach other people how to keep bees and then i contacted the british beekeepers association and <laughs> that's um, one of the nerdiest sentences i've ever heard <laughs> and there was a gentleman uh in my area who said that he would come and help me learn how to keep bees and so he came every time like i went into the hive uh for the first few months he would come over and he'd go over like the the theory of it and and what we were doing and what to look for exactly and you know uh-huh you're really just trying to keep a great home for your bees. That's that's really a lot of, of what it is. You because what happens in nature is that a bee forms a colony and they find a spot and they they thrive and then they they do well and either the colony gets so big that they have to go find another spot or it gets so big that they split the hive in two and then they move to a different spot. So what you're trying to do is keep all your bees in your spot. All right. Yeah. And now you miss it. And I miss it. It's fun. I've gotten stung. Huh? I've gotten stung. Well, I would imagine so. Yeah. Is that a fairly common occurrence? Uh, I only got stung in the in the two years that we had our bees uh, there. I got stung, I think, three times total. That's not bad. Yeah. For keeping bees. Yeah, and and a lot of it were both. All the times I got stung were because I was not wearing proper uh, gloves. Mm-hmm. Like one time, I was using gardening gloves that the, the the thing could sting through, and I didn't know that, but I found out. And another time, I was just using like really thin surgical gloves, and one stung me through that. Yeah. Well, this is on you. Yeah. I don't blame the bees. No, I don't blame the bees either. I mean, you're going into their house and disrupting their whole thing. Yeah, you got what you deserved. Yeah. I hope you're happy. <laughs> I am happy, <laughs> but I can't do it in LA, so I'm not yeah. that happy. Is that about a California that. thing or is it LA thing? It's it's uh, it's specifically Beverly Hills. Oh, okay. But I think that with people, a lot more people are keeping chickens, which is cool. Uh-huh. Um, I think that, like, especially in LA, like, all the hipster people are, like, getting into, you know, having their own chickens and, and stuff like that. Um, <laughs> I didn't know that was the thing that was happening. Because you're not hipster and you don't know what's fucking cool. How dare hey, you? Um, keeping chickens is cool. So hopefully, uh, you know, the city reverses that because chickens are fine. Like, just hens to have eggs from are great. Uh-huh. It's when you have a rooster and it starts making all the noise and, and yeah. that's what becomes a nuisance. Uh, and I understand the bee thing because if you have a small backyard and you have bees, there's going to be bees around all your neighbor's stuff, all yeah. their flowers and Yeah, that makes sense. Whatnot. Yeah. Look at you. This is so boring <laughs> for the listeners. I'm sorry, you guys. <laughs> well, it's, it, it's, we went down a road I was not expecting. Yeah. You know, that's all right. Hey, it's Tony Thaxton here, host of Felice Navipod. I'm here today to tell you about Downright.com. Ever heard of it? It's a great website where you can get your favorite artists to custom write a song for you. Great artists like Chris Farron, Matt Pryor, and Bob Nana. And guess what? A guy named me. So visit D-O-W-N-W-R-I-T-E dot com. Buy a song for me. And here's my promise. If you buy a song from me on downright.com, I promise it'll be way better than this. 
And now, back to Felice Navipod. Before I get into this, we'll be on the, on this topic. Do you have a? Uh, do you have a? Because we we talk a lot about Christmas music, good or bad, on mm-hmm. here. Do you have one that you either particularly love or hate? Uh, love or hate? I hate uh, modern Christmas music. Most of it's pretty bad. Yeah. yeah, modern Christmas music is garbage for the most part. Like I love like you know we put on Frank Sinatra Christmas albums and like old crooners and um, old like uh, just rad singers yeah doing old classics so we hear about eight different versions of like uh, White Christmas or or um, what are the other Christmas songs <laughs> my brain's not there yet because it's November. <laughs> Got your little drummer boys, your oh. silver bells. Oh, your... you know what I hate? I hate I hate the um, uh, the first day of Christmas. From my true love. Oh, that's that the song. worst. That that's song worst. sucks. That's just an endurance of torture. <laughs> yeah, I I want to. I challenge someone, anybody listening, if they know of a version of that song that they think is good. There's not. Tweet it. There's not because nobody don't. nobody will have ever. You, I've played part of it on here, but have you ever heard the uh, Twisted Sister version? No. <laughs> well, I'm going to change that for you real quick. Okay. Uh, they put out a Christmas album a few years ago, and they did a version of that song. Oh, it's only got live versions on you. Oh, maybe this this will be maybe even better then. <laughs> <laughs> Make you uh, sit through any more of that? But wow! When you're when you're ready for the whole thing, I highly recommend it. I don't think I don't think I'll ever be in that headspace where I need to hear another version of what's that song called? Twelve Days of Christmas? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but that that is that is the worst. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, but on that note, we do a little thing from time to time on here. We like to I scour the internet trying to find the worst Christmas songs. So let's take a moment to listen to some terrible Christmas song theme song. <laughs> Songs. Terrible theme song for terrible songs. Uh, so yeah, I'm always on the lookout for the worst ones I can find, and uh, it's getting harder. But there, because it's more just hard to weed through it all because there's right. so much. <laughs> this one, it's not even worth our time. Other than the intro to this song is called "Santa Claus is Coming." Santa Claus is coming in a boogie woogie choo choo train. Train, 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 train. Train, 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 train. 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 Is that the same song? This is the same song. I'm so baffled by everything happening. All right. The intro is the best. It's kind of all downhill from there. <laughs> wow, that's insane. Yeah. Santa Claus, Santa Claus? on a boogie woogie choo choo train. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. I, I, it's I literally Spotify does not even have a artist. It's listed as uh, Ho 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 Christmas. Mm, okay. And then from Christmas novelty hits. Wow. So, yeah. I just pictured. A bunch of guys in a studio, like really trying to nail the parts, like <laughs> in the vocal booth. Yeah, I know. I I need to find out like what that's from, who that is exactly, and because it's something. Yeah, can't you do so, like a like a, 
Uh, oh, Shazam! Shazam that thing, yeah. I could. I don't feel like putting that effort. Okay, in that's right fine. Now, though. And it's not. It doesn't make for good podcasting. <laughs> yeah, you know. What are the two old guys called? <laughs> Statler and Waldorf. Okay. Yeah. My yeah. my knowledge of the Muppets, although I've watched so many episodes over the years, that I don't have like the deep Sam the Eagle knowledge that you have. I can uh, I can help at okay. any time. Well, who's your favorite? Well, Animal, of course. Okay. Oh yeah, that makes yeah. sense. You're a drummer. We've I've met him before. Nice guy. You've met uh, the puppeteer or the or the actual uh, both both. Okay. Yeah. Animal was a nice guy. Yeah. Cool. Gon- Gonzo was a nice guy as well. Um, do you do work with Henson? Uh, I would like to. Yeah. <laughs> I've got some a weird connection here. I yeah. apologize for that noise that people are hearing. Um, no, I've I've met a few of those folks, mm-hmm. and uh, actually, I had I, on the podcast before. I had Carol Spinney who performs Big Bird and Oscar the Grouch. Oh, cool. Has for 45 years. So Big Bird and Oscar the Grouch are never in the same scene? Oh, they are. So but then- uh, I think the way they do it, gen- he actually, I think he talked about it when he was on, is I think he will always be in Big Bird if you're seeing Big Bird, and then someone else might be puppeteering Oscar, okay. and they'll have like his voice pre-recorded. Are they, do they count as Muppets? I think they used to, but now it's weird because Disney bought the Muppets, but Disney doesn't own Sesame Street. Mm. Why? So, why not own it, Sesame? Why not buy the whole thing? I think uh, it was just something that when Jim Henson was still alive and they were starting the deal to mm-hmm. try and make this happen, he wanted it to be two separate things. He didn't want Disney to be able to have. Sesame Street. Do you know? Have you seen on the internet? There's like a meme of Kermit the Frog sipping a cup of tea. I don't think so. Oh, okay. I wanted you to know where that came from. Oh, no, I don't know. All Sorry. Right. I've let you down. But I feel like you deserved it for those lies <laughs> that we caught you in earlier. Um, uh, let's hear a couple other uh, snippets of uh, some terrible songs. Here's a good one. Uh, this is Tina Marie Holbrook. Great voice. Actually, I'm, aside from like the standards and like Frank Sinatra and stuff like that, the Star Wars Christmas album is great. <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh, we, what do you get a Wookiee for Christmas if he already owns, owns a comb? comb. Like, that's genius. Do you know the uh, fun trivia fact about that record? No, uh, the maybe song, I do. The song R two D two, we wish you a merry Christmas. Yeah. Uh, do you know the the fact about that one? No, I don't. Someone's first ever recorded vocals on that song, a Mr. John Bon Jovi. For real? For real. Oh, that's dope. Yeah. That's great trivia. <laughs> that's great. Mm-hmm. Yes, we've talked, we've, we've, uh, actually I covered that song on the show before. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, that record's ridiculous. I didn't even know that record, as much as I love Star Wars, I did not know that record existed until like two or three years ago. Oh, for real? I yeah. had it, I had it growing up. I have it now. Yeah. Christina got it for me a That's couple nice. years ago. Uh, yeah. We decided like, oh, we'll put it on as we're, uh, putting, uh, the, putting up the tree and that that didn't become a tradition no <laughs> like, like, one listen was about all we needed. yeah no i listened to it a lot when i was growing up uh around christmas time and then all the other times of the year as well yeah uh i had two other i don't remember what this one sounds like so let's let's find this out together this is my birthday comes on christmas That doesn't run. I've got a train. I've got a gun. I think that I've got a train. I've got a gun. It should be lots of fun. But I'm only getting half of what I oughta. Cause my birthday. 
spoiled Shoot. fucking brat. Right that's there. probably the first Christmas song ever that says I've got a gun. <laughs> I think you might be right. I think that was the the great voice I was thinking of when yeah. we played the previous song. Um, what a what an awful task you've assigned to yourself to find mm-hmm. the worst Christmas songs. And you, I I was worried when I when I started doing this a year ago that. I was going to then when like Christmas actually rolled back around that I was just going to kind of be like burn out on it. Mm-hmm. It's actually worked the other way. Like I'm even more excited. Oh, really? That's great. Like, I mean, not necessarily about these songs. But, right. Uh, <laughs> it is. It has become like a fun task to try and find the worst ones I can find. And do you have a Christmas tradition at all? Uh, not so much tradition, but uh, but I, I just get into it a lot. Like I, I, uh, Especially now, being older and like having the house and, and getting, I'm, I'm getting more into the decorate. Like not just having the tree, not so much like putting tons of lights up outside or anything, mm-hmm. but kind of around the house and then just lots of like weird little. Do you go to church? Random? No. No. Okay. No, it's not a religious thing for me. No. No. Uh, but yeah, I it's you know then lots of like stupid. Toys that are packed away that come out just at Christmas. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Christmas versions of toys? Yeah. Hmm. A lot of Star Wars-themed uh, and Muppet-themed things, of course, to fit in. If you were doing a Star Wars nativity, who would be the baby Jesus? Who? I mean, I, I kind of want to see a little tiny Chewbacca. Wouldn't that be adorable? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. What do you mean you don't know? How could that not be adorable? A hairy baby just seems weird. Yeah, but it's... It's not a hairy baby. I mean, it is a hairy baby, but it's a it's a baby Wookie. Okay, he's supposed to have hair. All right, maybe they, or we don't know anything about baby Wookies. Maybe they are born without hair. Could be. Could be. I don't think so, though. If there's any Wookie experts, yeah, listening, please, please call the hotline. Um, well, let's let's listen to one little oh, snippet, okay. one, one last one, because this was my my favorite of the ones that I found. And it's called Ringo Deer. The North Pole's all abuzz these days with news that's really new. Santa Claus has got a brand new reindeer now for you. He's a swinging kind of reindeer and very, very rare. Instead of antlers on his head, he's got beetle hair. They call him Ringo, Ringo, Ringo Deer. A ring along Ringo, Ringo Deer. Ringo, Ringo, Ringo Deer. He's with Santa Claus this year. Ringo, Ringo, Ringo Deer. A ring along Ringo, Ringo Deer. Ringo, Ringo, Ringo Deer. He's with Santa Claus this year. He's the deer that leads Have fun the with that uh, in your head later tonight. Wow. Mm-hmm. I got an idea for a song. What's How that? about Santa Claus has a reindeer that looks like one of the Beatles <laughs> and has a Ringo haircut and we'll make it a Christmas song. <laughs> that's that's so like I mean obviously that had to have come out in 64 or something because mm-hmm. like that was just like that's so of that time is like one that's how huge the Beatles were yeah. that it just like any excuse to sing or talk right. about them and just like everything had to have some sort of like novelty song. Yeah. Like people don't write songs like that anymore. No, uh uh-uh. <laughs> old old songs that, not even just Christmas songs. I miss the days of songs that could have lyrics like splish splash I was taking a bath. Yeah. Not enough songs about bathing anymore. <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> um yeah. Did you have you guys done any Christmas music? We did. We did a song for um, Kevin and Bean's Christmas album, like long, long time ago, called "I Won't Be Home for Christmas." It's oh, actually I think a, I knew that. It's actually a really good song. I think, um, as far as you know, Christmas songs go. I like that yeah. song. Nice. I think I did know that. I feel like a fool. Um, and you, I guess, not really a Christmas song, but I, I sort of lump it in there with yeah. Uh, no, but what is it? Happy holidays, you bastard! Is that oh what it's yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not really, but kind of. Yeah. Um, you know what sucks about uh, being an adult and and Christmas is like, like I get like dad gifts now on Christmas. Mm-hmm. Like I get like pairs of socks. <laughs> I get like yeah. I get like shirts or not not even cool shirts sometimes. Just like you know, like a nice shirt that you're supposed to wear to dinner or something. Mm-hmm. Like I don't get rad toys or video games or stuff anymore at all i just get i get dad shit <laughs> what's the worst thing you've gotten uh the worst thing that i've gotten adult or child 
Um, I don't know. I don't remember all the bad, the bad stuff. Just <laughs> socks. Blocked it out. Yeah, just socks. Socks yeah. is a shitty present. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I've ever... I think I've gotten, like, slippers, maybe. I don't know if I've gotten actual socks. Yeah. But the slippers would be, like, thrown in my stocking or something. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. But I suck at Christmas also. Like, I'll, you know, my wife buys the gifts for, like, everybody that we gift to and my only job like I have one job to get something rad for my wife and I always just fucking dude fail the whole thing I get her like a candle and I get her like you know some perfume that she probably doesn't like and yeah like I I live live every single day of my life with my wife and I can't think of something that she wants like I know I used to be really good at it and I think the older I'm getting the shittier I'm getting at yeah it. so she's yeah. probably in her head going I get shitty mom gifts now <laughs> I get like a fucking candle or a <laughs> or some perfume that they spray people in the department store with <laughs> I, I, I think I need a new cable what you, do you need think? Some, I don't know something yeah. there's a there's a ghost in your machine there yeah it's the first that's the first i've usually nothing but top of the line gear yeah but having some issues i apologize um well cool mark it was good to see you again great seeing you thanks for having me into the toy room what do you call this room uh mm -hmm. do you have a thing like a (laughs) no like you have your bedroom and you have your do you call this your studio uh I've referred to it as that. I kind of just refer to it as the nerd room. Okay. Because really, I feel like, yeah. I've talked people, well, probably be lots of people listening that haven't listened before with, with you on. So just, a, yeah, this room's full of toys and musical equipment, really, is all this room is. Yeah, it's great. Maybe I'll post a picture of it. I've done it before. I'll do you it should, again. You should, because you should, because people should know, like, what I'm talking about when I say, who's the dude? Who's the dude with, the, like, the weird dude with the four arms? That is Pepe. Okay. He's a, he's a newer Muppet. Okay. He came later. He like, was in that original batch. Okay. And he is a legit Muppet. He is now, yes. But he didn't come till like, I think I believe he didn't pop up until after Jim Henson was, was gone. Oh, really? But he, he's but that he's, recent? Yeah. Oh, wow. Like okay. in the 90s, I think he showed up. Okay. And, but he's kind of become like weirdly, uh, he's, he's kind of popular with, with people that keep up these days. Yeah? Yeah. He is, he's, he's, and what, he's are the, what do they do now? Oh, yeah. You know what? I remember him from like a, one of the movies, right? Yeah. Yeah, he's been in the movies. Okay. And are there new Muppet movies coming out? Uh, what was the, the last moment, one? The last one was out earlier this year. With, Muppet, Muppets Most Wanted with Tina Fey and Ricky Gervais. Didn't see that one. I saw the one before that with... Um, Jason Siegel. Yeah. Yeah. I love that one. I thought the new one, the newer one, was good. Is it canon? Does, it, does it hold true to the <laughs> Muppet canon? It just, I, I, it just didn't... It, it lacked a little something for me. Mm-hmm. I need to rewatch it, though, because I've heard a lot of people say that they thought it was better than the other one, but I didn't think so. What's the best movie that you've seen in the past six months? Past six months. Have you seen Interstellar? I have not seen it yet. It's great. There's a lot of things I want to see that I have not seen yet. So I have not seen that. I have not seen Gone Girl yet. I haven't I have, seen that either. I have not seen... This is uh, good radio. What what haven't we seen? I, uh, really, the main thing I've seen recently is Birdman. Okay, and you liked it. I did. I liked it too. Everybody that I went with hated it except for me. Yeah, it's weird. I feel like before it came out, I was seeing all this like press and stuff about it, people freaking out about it. And now that I'm talking to people I know seeing it, a lot of people seem not that into it. Yeah. I, I liked it. I didn't think it was incredible, but I did enjoy it. Now, did the, it. did the constant tracking shot throw you? It started it to get weird for me. Yeah, it it was. I think if I didn't know about it beforehand, uh, I maybe wouldn't have been as distracted by it because I think I was just paying so close attention to it. And I was like, "How are they going to do this for a whole movie?" Right. Um, and most of the time, it was cool the way they did it, but there were a few times where it was like very obvious, like yeah. where the cut was, and which is fine. Obviously, they're going to have to do that, but mm-hmm. it just became a little bit distracting when you're kind of like saying like it's done to look like one shot, right? Okay. Yeah. What, what's the best thing you saw? Uh, Interstellar, probably. Yeah. I like that a lot. Um, I keep hearing Whiplash is great, too. Whiplash is very good. It's just... It's 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 about jazz music, specifically. Yeah. And I don't love jazz music. Uh-huh. Uh, but the acting in it is great. It's, just, it's a hard watch, because the the teacher is so gnarly. Yeah. And he's so down... And um, but the the playing in it is great. Like the all the musicians in it are insane. And uh, yeah. 
It was good. Does it? Is it? Uh, you know what it was? Does that kid play drums, or is it like? Is does it get if, distracting because it's like, oh, you don't play drums? It looks exactly like he's playing does the it? drums. Okay. Like he he may not be. They might have edited it or whatever. Yeah. But he he. I've looks only seen like, the trailer, and like they, they it's edited well in the trailer. Like, yeah. But I haven't seen long. Yeah. Um. No, it was good. Like it was well done. I don't know why I didn't like it as much, and I don't know if it was because I just don't. I'm just totally uneducated on good jazz, uh-huh. and like. I feel like I should appreciate jazz more than I do. Yeah. But, um, it, it, it is hard. I feel like I respect it more than I enjoy it. Yeah. yeah. And, I, and, you know, I've bought jazz albums and, <laughs> and tried to listen to it and tried to understand it. And, and even in the film, I'm, like, in the moment trying to understand, like... But, and the jazz they have in the in the film is actually jazz that I can get into because it's structured and there's, like, a whole... There's, there, there's movements to it and it's not just freestyle jazz where people are, like, trading eights or things like that. Yeah. Um... So, yeah, I don't know how I felt in the end. I didn't love it. It, it left me a little like, huh. You're the first person I've heard say that. Everybody I've talked to you is like, but I can't. Out that's the it. thing is I can't point to the thing and say that's what I didn't like about it because yeah. the, the, the playing in it is insane. Like, the acting is in it is great, and the scenes are all well done, and, and it's cool, but it's a little slow sometimes, and, and the movie ended, and I was like, all right. Yeah. Not like, a- I can tell you why I didn't like some, like, whatever. Right. Lack of beekeeping. Maybe yeah, not enough bees understand. in the movie. Get it together, people. <laughs> the only movie that had uh, the bees in it was My Girl. Oh, that movie, if I, I could watch it right now, would still cry. Really? I've, yeah. I've, I've never seen it. Oh, really? No. It's a good movie. Yeah, it's I good. I like that movie. Okay. Yeah. I think I was just, I think I was, when it came out, I was too old to, like, care. Oh, too cool for My Girl. I see. <laughs> no, too old for My Girl. <laughs> I don't know. It's a good movie. I haven't seen it. Uh, to be fair, it's been a while. Yeah. But I remember enjoying it, and I remember seeing it years later, and it still made me cry. Okay. Because of the bees. Maybe you're just a crier. Do you Maybe. cry in films often? Do you get choked uh, up? It hap- it's, it's starting to happen more yeah. as I'm getting older, yeah. I had a, we, we had my girlfriend, and Christina, and I had a phase like a few years ago where we were like, what's happening to us? Because we saw like three movies in a row in the theater that made us cry. And then, but then we were like, is something happening? But then we just realized we just, it was just bad choice. Well, it wasn't bad. We liked all the movies, but right. it was just like, can I circle back and ask you one thing about Birdman? Mm-hmm. Did the, by the way, spoiler alert, don't listen if you haven't seen the movie. Did the superhero aspect of it weird you out at all? Uh, well, I knew, I mean, I knew the story beforehand. My parents used to tell me about Birdman. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I mean, I knew that that was going to, to come at some point. I didn't know how it was going to be presented. It was kind of weird how it was presented, like mm-hmm. when you finally see him in the costume walking around and starts right. flying and everything. Uh, I, I wasn't quite expecting that presentation of it, mm-hmm. but I, it didn't bother me. I don't know that I loved it either, though. Because the main critique, or one of the main critiques of the people that I was with that didn't like the movie was that, what did that have to do with anything? Like, why even have that as part of the narrative? Yeah. I guess, I don't know, I sort of just looked at it as their way of kind of showing that he's just kind of crazy. Right, or his superpowers. Did that throw you? Yeah, well, I mean, it threw me at first until you, again, kind of just realize, oh, he's crazy and he's just imagining this right. stuff. Yeah. Is that what you think happened? That's what I think, yeah. So at the end, real spoiler alert. The, yeah, the stop very listening. end. The yeah, very if you, end. If you've not seen it, don't listen. But uh, do you think that he's flying, or do you think that he's dead? I'm not sure. I don't think he's flying. Okay. But I don't know that I think he's dead either, because his daughter looks out the window and smiles. Right. Uh oh. I think the girlfriend's home. I'm not supposed to have boys over. Be cool. Just be cool. <laughs> um. Uh yeah I don't I don't know I think I think my crappy explanation is I think that it was just like the director or the writer being like oh this is gonna be our little ending to fuck with the audience right I think it's that simple hmm. I'm probably wrong but that's my take I looking back on it I want it to be dark and I want it to just be in his head the whole time and yeah. then he tries to fly at the end and it's not it's not the real deal I like that but at the same time. He shot himself in the head from point-blank range, but he only hurt his nose. So yeah. that's kind of his superpower, actually protecting his whole thing. Yeah. I, th- I did think that was a little weird, that he survived that. I thought it would have been cooler if he just didn't Died. survive that. Yeah. They ended it right there. Yeah. All right. Well, let's end it right there.
All right. On that note, let's uh, suicide pact, me and you. <laughs> <laughs> Good to see you, Mark. Yeah, likewise. Oh, actually, real quick, is there anything you want to want to plug anything? No. Cool. No, not yet. <laughs> right. No. Just keep, just just keep following me and and in real and, life in uh, in real life and uh whatever I do, just embrace it warmly and uh and I don't know, just laud me basically. <laughs> Cool. Okay. All right. All right. See you, Mark. Thanks. All right. We've come to the end again. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you, Mark Hoppus, for stopping by. He gave you all his plugs. I'll just tell you he's at Mark Hoppus on Twitter. You know that. He's got millions of you guys following him. Uh, But I also want to say... Hello, and thanks again for listening. Uh, A lot of new listeners popping up lately. I think Christmas is coming for real. And uh, let's be honest, I've had some pretty great guests lately. The host, he could use some work, but the guests, they're on point. Speaking of the host, my name is Tony Thaxton. I'm on Twitter at Tony Thaxton. The show is at Felice Navi Pod on Twitter. Uh, and speaking of all you new listeners, as I was a second ago, should have said this then, but I didn't. Uh, but go to iTunes, leave us a review, a nice one, please. Uh, it sounds silly, but it helps the show. So please do that if you can. And also uh, on FeliceNaviPod.com, do your shopping uh, through our Amazon banner on the top of FeliceNaviPod.com. And then just go shop like you always would, and that'll help our show. Uh, also, we have a donate button on FeliceNaviPod.com if you're feeling kind. No pressure, just letting it be known. Uh, also, I'm going to remind you guys, I will be at Jimmy Pardo's Podcastathon on November 28th, the day after Thanksgiving, uh, from noon to midnight-ish PST, uh, raising money for Smile Train. Great cause. Uh, you can watch that at nevernotfunny.com. And uh, donate, please. And that's really about it, other than to let you know Christmas is December 25th. So, uh, that's going to be it. I have been Tony Thaxton. That's been Rigby. And as always, we wish you a Merry Christmas from Fox.